<clears throat> yeah, so Cobb's back on uh, grid, but not uh, back in the studio. So another couple weeks for everybody. Just Matt and I. We got a guest tonight. That'll be cool. Next week, I don't know. Matt and I are going to have to figure it out, Tim. Oh, shit. I know. It's been tough. Last week we had, uh, or two weeks ago, we had uh, Alec in here from The Wolf. We got you in here now. I'm like, oh, next week, Matt, just me and you. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. So, we got to call up Talon and have Talon come up. <laughs> Dude. I like Talon a lot. Yeah, Talon, right. He is fighting again, too, right? He is, yeah. I know. They offered us uh, Juicy J, but I was like, I don't know. I feel like that was always Bob got Juicy J. Yeah. That would... <laughs> It would be fun to do it while Cobb's not here. Right? <laughs> there was a point where we were pretty sure that, like, there was a grudge between our podcast and Arosa. Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, I met the guy. He's fine. But, like, Drew's our guy. Drew's, you, you got to show a little bit of loyalty, you know, like Drew. And I'm yeah. sure Drew and Julian, they'll be crossing paths here probably soon. That's my prediction. So, Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Can we leave that in? Yeah. Good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast starring the Ted's. Starring the Ted. Star. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Woo! The podcast, episode 287. What's up with your boy, the Ted Smith? I'll be hosting this here podcast, the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, to the left of me, as he always is, he's, well, actually, he's not here, and he's not somewhere in Southeast Asia on two wheels. I think he's somewhere in the sunlight right now. But anyhow, back there on the wheels of steel, getting the studio all set up, filling up all the water glasses. Matt, kind of the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. How you doing, man? Pretty fantastic. All right. We were going to BS for a minute. Uh, I do eventually want to talk a little more about uh, going back home for Coach Wooten. Uh, shout out to Morgan Wooten, RIP, the uh, greatest high school coach of all time. A lot of great times there, but we do have a guest in the studio today, and I kind of want to get to Tim right away. All right. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm kind of glossing over that. It's a serious thing. and We'll talk about it. Next week, we'll have plenty of time. But uh, as everybody knows, I generally go down and uh, enjoy watching a little uh, cage sport MMA at the Emerald Queen Casino. The next uh, show coming up is going to be February 22nd. Uh, so we have Tim Lewis back in here. It's still Tim, or are we going by Timothy now? Uh, you know, we can keep it Tim. All right. Just, well, I mean, just, that's how just I know don't call me, Just don't call me Timmy, and we're good. Yeah. Trust me. So I grew up, you know, my name's Ted Smith, but I grew up as a Teddy. Then I have a cousin Timmy and a cousin Tommy. But, like, all of us have cut off the extra M's and the Y's or the D's and the Y's after the years. Yeah, yeah. No, Tim is fine. Just uh, Timothy, Tim, just not Timmy, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just noticed on the card it's written as Timothy, and I was like, huh, all right. Yeah. I guess presenting me a little bit more professionally, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, if you heard the little pre-show thing, I'm very excited about that. That'd be fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, so, Tim, you're fighting again. Uh, man, I almost said this Saturday. We still got two Saturdays before that happens. Mm-hmm. We got a few more weeks. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're getting close, though. Getting very yeah. close. So, All right. So we were talking before you came on. Uh, everybody's always, well, me and my cousins are always interested. Like, what? So now, we're, what are we, two weeks out? Uh, about two and a half weeks, yes. Right. So you know his style. You know, so like, what's the mindset right now? Are we, are we, are you putting in a different game plan? Or are you just honing in the skills you've worked on? Uh, there's a few things that you know I'm gonna 
definitely paying a little bit more attention to things that my coach has like pointed out and like, hey, you know, you got to watch this, watch that. But as far as the overall game plan, um, it's already been put into place. It's uh, pulling in tools I've already had in my toolbox and um, just kind of tailor making it for this guy specifically. You know, um, I have like, uh, let's say a dozen, you know, tools um, I can use. But, you know, for this fight in particular and the style that he presents, I'm only going to really realistically use maybe like half of those tools just because of the style that he fights he's not going to be there for certain moves or certain strikes or certain takedowns so uh, just right now it's just kind of you know honing in everything and uh, you know um, if I'm making a big mistake just working on those big mistakes so all right and when it comes to training like how do you I mean I know you spar with people and stuff but is there any way to equal the 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 same adrenaline and stuff of an actual fight so, no, um, I mean, you can come close. Like, uh, one thing that I've been really doing uh, is working on a lot of mental preparation and kind of putting myself in that mental space, like, you know, imagining myself, like, walking out, you know, to the Emerald Queen when I'm walking into the cage at the gym, you know. Um, so I'm putting myself into that mental space, and, you know, I try to hype myself up as much as I can and be present to where I'm at um, when I am training and try to visualize that as much as I can but you can never really like you know you can't reenact that real feeling you know with people you know shouting screaming drunk people and you know your team and you know the pressure is right there so but you know you can definitely try to simulate that and do the best you can but ultimately like fight night it's it's a different it's a different animal you know yeah and I'm sure we've talked about this before but like you know it's like right, right so I MC it right so I come down the cage it's very easy I don't have to do anything I just make a few announcements. I got the ring card girls. But sitting where I sit on the uh, on the apron, it's funny. It's like I can hear everybody yelling. Yeah. It's like, what, is there any statement or something like you've heard somebody yell that kind of popped out where you were, you know what I mean? Because I know you're trained to listen to your coaches, but also like some of those people are loud. Yeah, it's it's funny. Actually, in my last fight, like I had a coworker there and um, she was probably intoxicated. But like for some reason, I could just hear her voice. I don't know, maybe just because it's like distinct and, you know, she was yelling crazy shit. Like, you know, kill him, kick his ass, you know. So oh, that's exactly things. what I'm thinking about. Yeah. A drunk person's always just like, whoop his ass. Or, yeah. Or like, punch him. And it's like, well, Tim would like to punch him or whoop his ass, but, you know, yeah. he's got he's to faint. He's got to set some things up. Yeah. Um, I mean, you hear those, but you, you you try to focus back in on, you know, focus on what your coach is telling you because, you know, your coach is in the corners. He's giving you instructions and you try to focus on that. But it's easy to pull and, like, get distracted in the crowd and hear those, you know comments about you know kick his ass and it's like well no shit that's what i'm trying to do you know and so yeah i mean i asked because like in matt i'll test to this like sometimes you do stage announcements and stuff and you might be in front of thousands of people but if one guy yells like you suck or whatever like it's hard like i have to fight the urge like don't look at him in my head it's like don't look at him don't say <laughs> <Yeah>. anything <laughs> yeah. no it's it, it's same it's uh it's frustrating and actually it's funny because like right now when i spar in the gym like sometimes um so I try to do it before people actually get to the gym, um, like right before the gym opens. But then, you know, sometimes we guess we get started a little bit late. So we'll have guys walking in the gym and like just randomly like, I mean, I don't take it personal, but like guys will yell, you know, those type of things like, come on, Tim, you know, just choke them out. And it's just like, well, no shit, you know, I'm trying to, you know, but it's just like, and they're not doing it. <laughs> Why to be, didn't I think of that? Yeah, it's right. like, they're not, I mean, they don't realize that like, you know, I've just 
sparred, you know, four and a half rounds with fresh guys every two and a half minutes. So like they don't know how tired I am. And, you know, I know they're not trying to be a dick, but it, in a way that kind of helps me prepare as well. It gets you a little used to it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, but it, it still f- makes my blood boil when people say shit like that. You know, it's just like, no shit. It's like, yeah, I, I, I will try to choke him. That is my goal. You know, it's just can't do it right now. So um, I feel like over the years of all the fights I've watched, I went from being like kick his ass guy to like uh, posture guy, right? Like posture, mm-hmm. posture. And I feel like now I've gotten into just like breathe guy. Breathe, man. Just breathe. Right? <laughs> and it's you know he, you he could you could be in full mount pounding on a dude. Yeah. I'd still be like Tim, breathe. Don't forget to breathe. Or you could be receiving it. Just like, just breathe. <laughs> yeah, no, no. That's it, it's actually very good instruction. And it's like something that a lot of people forget is to breathe. I mean that dude. When I lost my fight, that's exactly what I forgot. Yeah. And everybody leading up to it was like, don't worry. Just don't forget to breathe. And I was like, what kind of dumbass would forget to breathe? (laughs) Well, when you're like that fight or flight, you know, mode, it's just like, you know, it's like you forget stuff, you know, the simple things like breathing. (laughs) Yeah, right. um, So, yeah. It's funny you bring up fight or flight. Did you work in a uh, certain field? Now, Mm -hmm. that's kind of by the wayside at this point, right? Aren't we talking about there's also freeze or like other options like? I feel like the fight or flight thing, like we've kind of like. Yeah, just... my counselor said fight, flight, or freeze. Yeah. So I feel like yeah. a lot of people freeze. Yeah. Um, and those are the people who, you know, like I, I guess in caveman days would be dead. <laughs> 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 you know, so you definitely well, don't want to freeze. Let's give freeze a little credit. He didn't just flee. Yeah. But Maybe fleeing's the right thing. I, I would, I don't know. I prefer to fight. But, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Freezing I mean, will get you killed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's certain times, though. I'm just picturing a giant, like, T-Rex or something. Like, I'm going to go ahead and flee this one. Yeah. <laughs> Your boy's out. Yeah. That might be a good idea. <laughs> uh, all right. So I know you don't have an exact, well, you have a plan or whatever. Do you care how you finish anything? Do you just want it to be done? What, what, do we, what would you like to, let me rephrase that. What would you like to change from the last one? Um. So in my last fight, you know, uh, I had the plan where I was just going to bully him, walk him down. And um, I wanted to put pressure and try to break him. I think I was a little bit sloppy in doing so. And, you know, um, I almost paid for it. Um, I got caught in a deep uh, guillotine choke the first round. And that kind of disoriented me for probably about a round and a half. Um, so, uh, you know, coming into the second that and third round. Ra- that long. You know, I was about to go out to be honest um i thought i was going to go out uh like when he had the choke on i was like well this is it i'm gonna put my money where my mouth was because you know i said you don't tap to chokes and right I, you know and i was like well i'm going out and um you know if you if you rewatch the video it's like my legs start to buckle and as it buckles and i drop down the he falls down and loosens the choke and that kind of like all the blood rushed back to my head and i was able to you know continue otherwise i probably would have gone out um so this fight you know definitely uh, you know, my style is a pressure fighting style. Uh, definitely want to pressure him, but probably I have to be a little bit more cautious just because he is a dangerous striker and he can put my lights out if I'm not, you know, careful. So um, game plan is always the same, you know, pressure him, uh, use good range control, uh, intelligent um, offense and try to break him. If not, I'm, I don't get in, I don't get attached to the outcome. You know, like I, I'm definitely going to be setting up a lot of traps for him. Um 
making them make you know certain choices and you know try to set things up but i'm not attached to finishing the fight at any point like i'm confident enough in my cardio my skill set where i can pressure them for 25 minutes and you know be okay and you know um out point of need be um however um i'm just going to be moving to the next logical thing you know um you know attack move to the next logical thing attack and if it finishes them great if not i'm just going to keep attacking so yeah, and I ask more just, I, I guess I'm just surprised. It's like, you know, when you see people like you fighting and stuff, it seems like you recover so quickly. Like that, I don't know, that almost makes you feel better. Like, oh, that did take a toll on him. Like, yeah. You choked out. Yeah. Uh, well, that's <laughs> a lot of it goes through our training. I mean, just like today was, um, we do like heart rate conditioning where it's like I'm jacking my heart rate up to, you know, 175, letting it drop down to 135. And I do that over and over for uh, 30 minutes. Um probably just repeating that cycle for maybe about, you know, 10 to 15 times in 30 minutes where you're just jacking your heart rate up for like, you know, two, three minutes and let it recover. And that helps me recover, you know, if I put All right, so I got to ask, you talking like intervals or like? Yeah, intervals. All right. Yeah, intervals. I was like, is this like in the cage? Oh, well. We, I was like, well, how are you guys doing that? No, we, we will. So uh, we will simulate like certain like sparring techniques in a cage. So I have like a heart uh, monitor strapped to my chest and right. you know, my watch, or, you know, and so my coach will like check, you know, where is my heart rate at and try to jack it up as much as possible. But we'll mix in, you know, like certain sparring, certain um, situations where we think I'll be in the fight and then like also like throw kettlebells around and jump on a, a airdyne bike and you know do sprints on that and you know just try to get my heart rate up as much as possible and then recover so that teaches my heart um, to kind of recover you know after being I don't know spiked up so high so um, yeah all right Dave, this one's a little more random but as a professional fighter <laughs> what is the cardio you don't like like, would you rather be on the bike, going for a sprint, like doing a stairmaster? Like, is there one where you're like, "Oh, this kind of sucks"? Uh, I think the worst is swimming. Like, huh? Yeah, I don't like swimming. Just like water getting into your nose and to your Matt, ears. Matt, you like swimming? Yeah, yeah, swimming's great. Yeah, that's probably the worst. <laughs> and then you got to wait for the lane too, and it's just like, ah, you know, I, I, yeah, that's probably my least favorite is swimming. So, yeah. Don't look Obviously. at me. I, yeah, I love swimming. It's, yeah, I just grew up in the ocean. And how much swimming are you doing to prepare for a fight? So I used to I, see last two camps. I haven't been doing it, but like prior to this uh, or prior to the last two camps, I used to swim like uh, once or twice a week, and I would do like sprints, um, different sprints, like uh, thirty <sighs> on, thirty off, or a minute on, thirty off, and yeah, that's, that's brutal. Yeah, so <laughs> that's, that's super. I mean, I'm talking like leisurely swims, Ted. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just think it's interesting, right? Obviously, you do a bunch of cardio, but I'm just like, like, ah, you know, like, like for me, like long distance running is just the worst, mm. right? If we're going to go play a sport or like catch a ball, like I'll do a sprint. Okay. But like just running to me just seems boring. But I also know you probably do a ton of road work or whatever. I do. But uh, yeah, so my wife, um, I've been trying to encourage her to work out. And so she picked up like running and I was just like, well, if you're going to do it, I got to do it. And like. When she first started, it was just like, you know, 5K, 10Ks. And now she's like doing half marathons. And this year she's like, well, we're going to do a marathon. I'm like, okay. Wow. <laughs> like my, you know, ego gets in the way. And I'm like, oh, I can't let my wife beat me in a <laughs> marathon race. So now I have to compete in marathons with her. <laughs> so. wow. Yeah, but it's not like she's fighting. Yeah, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I, my ego won't, you know, in pride, like... I, I'm supposed to be this, you know, tough guy athlete. I can't have my wife outpace me. <laughs> no, that's a good so, point. That's a good point. So, yeah, but um, so yeah, yeah. Do and like mixed martial arts. Like, do you guys run as much as like 
old school boxers did with road work? I do. So, a lot of people don't. Um, I don't like Drew, for example. He doesn't do as much running, but he'll do a lot of swimming, and it I works for like, him. I feel like the difference between a boxer though and, a, and an MMA guy is just wrestling and stuff is its own cardio. Whereas, like, they're purely strikers and then running to. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I think for each individual, I think it depends on the style of their fight, too. If they're, you know, mainly like an explosive fighter, they're going to be focused more on explosive type of uh, cardio conditioning. Whereas, like, you know, you have your, uh, if you are familiar with uh, mixed martial arts, uh, there's like a famous fighter, Nick Diaz. Like, he was uh, famous for uh, doing marathon and triathlons as part of his training, but that was also his style where he would, like, you know, pick at you at like 50, 75%. You know, he wouldn't, he would never explode and he would just wear on guys and just like overload them and break them eventually. Um, so it's dependent on your style, I guess, you know. Yeah, both Diaz brothers have cardio for Yeah, Yeah, like both of them, like they do. Well, Gregor they, found out. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's, uh, and that's the, um, that was the <laughs> right, clash. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was the clash. Uh, McGregor was an explosive fighter, but you can only do that for so many times. So it's like you kind of got to put them away. So, um, you know, there's that, I guess, styles makes fights, but also it, you know, reflects on your training, how you train too. So, I don't know. Yeah, I like that. Well, swimming. Yeah. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. No, and that, that damn rowing machine sometimes too. Yeah. I, I would rather do rowing. I would do air dime. I'll wrestle. I'll box. But just swimming, eh, it's just, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Matt, you ever thought about triathlon? Mm, no, not really. I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if you can ride a bicycle. Yeah, I can ride a bike. I can swim. I think those distances are pretty long. They have the sprint ones too. I guess my issue is just like number one, I haven't swam in the open water in a long time. And then it's like, oh yeah, and we're gonna ride a bike like a beach cruiser. We're just gonna <laughs> chill. Like no, 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 no. Oh, we gotta strap in. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I've never ridden a bike like that. I've just ridden regular bikes. But I feel like you can figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a lot. <laughs> All right. So we're talking to Tim Lewis. We got a cage sport MMA coming up on February 22nd at the Emerald Queen Casino. Uh, Ticketmaster.com to get your tickets. Uh, so, Tim, you've been in the game a while. You've been training forever. How do you feel about MMA overall right now? Like, sometimes I worry, like, we're just getting, like, big name stars. Like some of the younger guys aren't getting as much of a push. You know, it's funny because, like, people's idea was that, okay, now we're going to start getting the real athletes and, you know, um, the quality of fighters is going to, you know, skyrocket. And to some degree, yes, you are getting, like, you know, your prodigies that are coming into the sport. But I feel as though, like, a lot of these new coming fighters are, like, they don't want to put the work in. They just want to quick, like, I want to have, like, a couple amateur fights and be a professional. And so, like... I don't know. I see the quality kind of uh, watering down in local MMA, whereas like our time, like it, you know, you had to put in a lot of you know work as an amateur and develop skills. And I, I just feel like a lot of kids these days, like you know, even at you know my own gym, it's like a lot of people are just like, oh, I just want to start fighting and you know have a few fights and be a pro and just have that title. So I feel like kind of right now it's starting to water down, which is why I think we kind of see like a plateau in the UFC, like not a lot of new rising stars and new talents. Um, yeah. Yeah, at a certain point, is it gotten more just because it's professional fighting, as opposed to like I feel like like I, mean, I feel like when MMA started, like it was very there was much more emphasis on the martial arts part. 
I think that, and you know, you, you throw in money too. So it's just, uh, there's a lot of secondary gains now. So it's like, whereas like before when people did it, it was just, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of money to be made. So if you fought, it's because you just like fighting, you know, or, you know, you're a martial artist and want to prove your martial arts. Um, now like people see this as a career path and, oh, like, you know, I want to be famous and, you know, it doesn't take much to turn pro, you know. Um, you can just sign a paper and say you're a professional and start getting professional fights. Now, how well you do, that's a different story. But, um, I, yeah, I think kind of like it's kind of watered down. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's probably the natural way of how some things need to go. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm sure talent's going to start progressing. I mean, I just, I even look at my youngest kid, like he's training now and, you know, he's only 18 and, you know, just with his limited wrestling and, you know, a few months in the gym, it's like, man, he's going to, a few years, he's going to be a problem even for me. And it's just like, eh, you know, like, uh, <laughs> you know, that scares me. So, um, yeah, I think we're going to get more of those type of guys. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's just our culture of everything. Everybody want a you know, quick fix and I want it now. You know, that's kind of our mentality. Um, so, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm also old, right? Like, I'm 39. I'm about, to, you know, I'll be 40 next year. Yeah. But I don't know. It also feels like it's not the same anymore. Like it's yeah. on ESPN and this and that. Like it used to be like, like, and, and I love fighting, right? Like I, I like boxing first of all. Like that's how I got into stuff. But it, like when you were an MMA person, you're like, oh, all right. You know, like we knew, like we had the similar language, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not even sure I knew Brazil only spoke, spoke Portuguese until I found out who the Gracies were. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. Like just simple things like that. Like, yeah. like you learned a lot about this stuff. But like, right. Right, like nowadays it feels like it's 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 a little, I don't know, watered down or whatever. It just feels different. Yeah, and I don't think it's over. I don't think it's reached its peak yet. No, no. Um, and I think over time it'll change, and who knows? Um, hopefully it'll change for the better, and you know, it'll just keep progressing. Um, like you know, a lot of things. I think it would only help the sport. So yeah. I also miss the old days when you just wear whatever shirt you wanted. Yeah, yeah. Like the Reebok, like I get it. Like they signed a massive deal, so it's like their fight. But like back in the day, like I don't know, you saw somebody with a shirt and it had the sponsors on it and this yeah. and that. I was like, that was cool. Yeah, I think hopefully that Reebok thing goes away because yeah, because a lot of it like reflects people's personalities too. You know, so it's like people got to be more themselves and. I don't know. I feel with the Reebok, it's a little too cookie cutter for me. You know. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. That's like us soccer fans always get annoyed. It's like the MLS is just Adidas. Yeah. So it's like there's only so many versions of this kit you can get. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? In the Premier League and stuff, it's like... Like, the, like Major League Soccer, the MLS is like Adidas has a deal with them. Right. So like every team is Adidas. Right. So like but that's the, how all the major sports in America do it. I'm not not anymore. What do you mean? So, like, the NFL used to have a deal with, like, they had a deal with Nike, then Reebok, but now, like, different teams can have different sponsors and gear for real yeah i didn't know that yeah so it's like a big thing so it's funny the ufc is just kind of a little bit behind the bar so like when reba i get it why they did it it makes good great business sense but it kind of took away from that so like when you watch like the prem right some team you know like arsenal was a was uh nike forever then they're puma and i think they're going adidas next year so like different massive clubs have their own different sports gear yeah. You know, so you can have different flavors and it looks different. When you just and it's have a one, team by team basis. Yeah. They can depends on de- the league. Determine yeah. their own contract lengths and stuff like that. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Cuz that's, that's what we're saying. Like right now those re- like the all Reebok stuff, it just all looks exactly the same. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. 
Uh, <laughs> sorry, I thought you were going to say something else there, Matt. No, I, I'm just kind of, I didn't realize that the NFL was doing that now. I remember, like, the NBA went from Reebok to Adidas or vice versa, and then tonight, like, I've seen the whole league shift, and then there's, like, new jersey rollouts, but I didn't realize the NFL was, like, a team-by-team basis now. Yeah, they just switched that, like, two or three years ago. Wow. Yeah. Huh. But that's what I'm saying. Like, back in the day, it was cool to see, like, whose sponsors were. By the way, mention your sponsors there, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> As we're yeah. talking about it. Yeah. Shout get the out gym to uh, Stedman Properties. Uh, Mike Stedman, man, he's uh, been supporting me since I was an amateur, actually. Um, uh, and he's also running for uh, Thurston County uh, Commissioner. So, um, you know, shout out to Mike Stedman. Um, Absolute Nature CBD. Um, yes, I actually do use the product. The rub is fantastic. Um, yeah, people were worried. They were asking questions. Yeah, yeah. No, I actually <laughs> rub it all over my I rubbed it twice on my body today, actually, and I will go home and I'll rub it again. Um, um, yeah, so uh, Absolute uh, Nature CBD. And then also Action Tattoo uh, in Auburn. If you're looking for a kick-ass, uh, you know, tattoo, go see uh, Rich at uh, Action Tattoo. So is that nice. the one? I think I got a tattoo there. Okay. I don't I'm not sure, but this one of the THC molecule. I got yeah, it was action. It was action tattoo. Yeah. They did great work. I was in and out and like it's a pretty small tattoo, but it was before Pain in the Grass when Godsmack played one of the times. Oh yeah. It was the because the year before Pain in the Grass, I stopped drinking. And then to kind of like celebrate that I stopped drinking and had just been smoking weed for a year. I figured I'd get the D- THC Delta 9 uh, whatever molecule structure tattooed on my ribs. And, and I was walking around painting the grass like, yeah, new tattoo. And I still love the story about you going for a jog or something and you run by a group of dudes like smoking weed. Oh, yeah. And something like, like, oh, do you mind? And you're like, yeah, I have the tattoo of weed right here. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like THC. Sometimes like. people recognize it. Other times I get to blow their mind. My mind's always blown if someone recognizes it. Like, nice tattoo, THC. I'm like, what? Wow, you're smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. So we got to get to a couple other, you know, what's Matt and whatever. But uh, February 22nd, Edward Queen Casino, Cageport MMA. Uh, Tim, your co-main event in that one. That'll be awesome. Good to see you. Yes. Fight for a strap. Yeah, it's my first pro title. I'm looking forward to it. I think um, I think this one was earned. Um, you know, I've had enough amateur fights, and, you know, the last guy I fought who was a pro had 14 fights as a pro. So, you know, I'm, you know, I called this guy out for a reason, and I wanted to fight him because I want to be the best. And, you know, he's right now considered the best, so I'm going after him. Yeah, that'd be great to see. Uh, we also mentioned earlier the other co-main event, uh, Julian Juicy J. Arosa will be back on there. Our buddy Talon Hammonds was fighting. Uh, I know my guy Armando Best. I like to watch him fight. Yeah. He's he's always very exciting. He, he He's always down to scrap. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's like, I know he doesn't have the best record in the world, but yeah. I just love the guy who goes out there like, he's down to fight. Uh, but either way, that'll be the first show of the year, and uh, that'll be a special one, too, for the, all of everybody in HowQuest Productions, uh, as we lost Rich last year. But uh, I'm excited, man. That's that's a big card. Yeah, uh, a lot of good fights. Like you mentioned, Town's on there, Julian's on there, and then, you know, myself and Chris San Jose, you know, uh, it should be fireworks. Just those three fights alone, I know it's going to be just, you know, uh, exciting fights all throughout. So you guys should all come out. Yeah, and another thing, too, man, it's like, it's been dark. <laughs> like I don't like to bitch about the weather, but it has been dark and fucking raining. Like yeah. come on February twenty second. Like I'm sure you everybody's getting their workouts in or whatever, but you got a little frustration. 
Watch Tim take it out on another man. That's right. (laughs) It is so goddamn fun. I'm so excited that I get to go to this one. Um, But if you've never been, like, even if you've seen, you've, I've been to a lot of important, like, major league sports moments, not just MLB, but like NHL, NBA, NFL. Um, MLS Cup. MLS Cup. I wasn't actually in there for that, but the energy outside of it was pretty rad. Um, Wow, I haven't. So, so I've been to like the major sports. Being there for fights, like hand to hand combat, is an adrenaline rush unmatched by anything that you see in other sports. Like it's just, yeah. it's as soon as that cage door shuts, it's just like holy fuck, here we go. And yeah, I just I'm not the biggest, most knowledgeable fight fan, but you don't need to be to enjoy watching fights in person. Yeah, watching live fights is always great, I tell people. Plus, the other thing, too, is, like, fighters, uh, man or woman, like, the fighter is always the person, I think, in athletes, athletics, you look up to the most. Because at the end of the day, like, there's nobody else. You know, I mean, you have your coaches, your sponsors, this and that. But, like, when you get home tonight, like, it's just you. Mm-hmm. Are you going to eat more than a couple ounces of chicken or whatever? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's just you. And also, like, there's very few times in your life, like, a lot of people get into fights that you make an appointment to go meet another person for a scrap. You know what I mean? So I think that's part of the reason, too. You watch these people. And then also, if you've never been, by the way, and, and, and Brian Howquest, man, down on the Emerald Queen cage, they do a great job. I mean, for my money, it's the best real pro fight you're going to see in the state. Uh, but also, like, you'll respect fighters so much more. Body shots in person. Oh. When you hear that fist hit the flesh. Leg what? kicks. Oh. oh, my God. They mm. sound so brutal when you see and hear them in person. <laughs> On TV, like, why is he wasting his time doing that? Like, yeah, right? Like, what's he setting him anything? up for? That's not going to hurt that dude's leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's right. Like, get tickets, go down there, and uh, it's always a fun time. And, yeah, man, it, it's a great card. And I'm excited, man. I'm excited for you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm excited and I can't wait. Uh, Have we talked since I've turned the leaf on uh, KFC? No. Oh, oh, that's right. Stars in the sky, Edmonds. Okay. Yeah, man. That's the Tower of Height, uh, uh, cheese corn. See, I was nervous that perhaps maybe I, you know, I talked it up too much and he's going to go there and he might be like, eh, it's just chicken, a little bit oh, more Oh, no, but, no, no, no. I was like, the Korean fried chicken is my thing. Okay. What's the uh, what's the dish that has like the rice noodles and it's like red and everything? Uh, so it's hopefully I'm pronouncing it correctly. Topuki. Uh, um, yeah, that stuff that, is delicious yeah. too. That's just like it's like Korean street food. You know, that's yeah. like you know you go out for night out drinking whatever in Korea, and you know you have those like little stands like mom and pop. You know, like little tents, and you go out there and drink more and eat it, and just like oh, such a good. Yeah, dude, trust me. You sent me on a whole mission. So okay. I went to the <clears throat> Stars in the Skies, Edmonds, <clears throat> like in a little strip mall, legit. Okay. But then also I've been going to this Japanese Hawaiian place in Belltown. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so they have like their own version of the chicken. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. Well, Stars in the Sky. Stars in the Sky. We'll go one day. I know. You've been mentioning it for a while. I was just yeah. thinking I'm going with Nolan. He lives in Mount Lake Terrace. Edmonds is basically right down the road. Oh, yeah. For the dude. fight. Maybe we'll... This Stock place up. is so legit. They have like the private karaoke rooms. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, I haven't know if I'd seen Tim's. It's been like, bro, I actually went to one. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, 
I'm glad I, you know, introduced you. And now you just got to go and have the pig's head down at Radio Whiskey. I know, right? Up close. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right, Ted, Matt, let's. Do you ahead. have any emails? I do not. Okay. I, I said send them to me. I'm not sure if anybody did. Look, folks, I'm not going to lie. I missed some time with, uh, <laughs> with going back for awake and stuff. So uh, I have not been on it as much as I'd like to be. So, yeah, I don't know where those emails are. We'll get to them. When okay. Kyle comes back, we'll have a rack of emails. Okay. <laughs> but let's check in with what's happening. Hey, hey what's good? What's happening? Uh, before we get to what's happening. Hey, hey what's good? What's happening? Check out with what's happening. Hey, hey what's good? What's happening? Uh, before we get to what's happening. Hey, hey what's good? What's happening? Check out with what's happening. <laughs> um, yeah, what have you been up to, Matt? God damn it, Ted. Don't move. <laughs> well, it's been two weeks, so there's a lot to, lot to run through. Um, yeah, so I saw 10 Miles Wide uh, at the High Dive a couple weeks ago. That was super fun. They were playing with Glenn Cannon, our friend, and the damage done. Um then, uh, let's see, uh, went to a friend's birthday party the next night. All right, and, all right. And uh, that was pretty pretty rad to meet some new people and just have a good time. Um, that Sunday, I don't remember. Oh, God, yeah, Kobe died. I just kind of, like, sat with that one for the for the whole day. Um, and Yeah, we were saying earlier, I, think, I still think that's the most shocking sports death, like, maybe ever. Right, because I I remember Derek Thomas when he played for the Chiefs and he died. He was still playing, but like Kobe's just on another level. Yeah, and like to be, you know, forty one. Like, yeah, that was pretty, pretty shocking. And like, I woke up and had a text from my brother. My dad, my brother, and I were all there. Uh, game six against the Pacers in two thousand when they won their first title with Kobe and Shaq. Um, and we actually got out of Staples before. They put it on lockdown because there was riots going on, so we had to walk back to the car through the riots. Um, and, yeah, it was it was wild. But, like, yeah, I remember Kobe showing up to L.A. and everything when I lived down there. So, um, you know, it's interesting to kind of reflect on, you know, what what he's taught me. Ted, I was, Ted and I had dinner before this, and I was just kind of, like— Making fun of the idea, the term Mamba mentality, it like gives me douche chills. You know, I'm all about like embodying what it means, but like, do you have to call it Mamba mentality? You're not fucking Kobe, okay? Like, (laughs) he got to do it. Like, you do your own thing, like, live it, be inspired by it, absolutely. But like, when I hear people talk about their Mamba mentality, I just kind of roll my eyes a little bit. Um, And then. Chuck, you've been doing the same job for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. you, you haven't been bringing that mentality for 20. Follow at the other MLK on Twitter. I retweeted a funny tweet about that earlier. Right? Spencer, <laughs> I'm looking at you. Okay? Um, <laughs> then, uh, let's see. This past weekend, what did I do? Uh, Friday, I went and hung out... Uh, I just oh, I actually went over to my mom's and hung out with her, and we went, we went and got food, and then uh, Saturday salmon. night, huh? Salmon? 
Did she get salmon? We went to Coho. They have salmon. I'm not sure I've seen your mom eat anything but a piece of salmon. I th- no, she got a quesadilla. We both got quesadillas. And I got a there salad. you go. Yeah. Getting wild. Yeah, she lives a little bit sometimes. Um, <laughs> she just also loves salmon. Um, and then no, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong. Like I'm just, I'm just, I'm thinking back. Like all the snacks and stuff your dad has at the house. Like pretty sure I've only seen your mom eat salmon. She's all about it. Yeah, all the time. And you usually come over during the summer. That's solid point. Peak salmon season. Um, so Saturday night was Celia's, uh, I guess hiatus show. I don't know. I really dig Celia. Their band I discovered earlier in 20, well, I guess it was last year in 2019, somewhere in like May or June. Actually, after the last fight I went to, um, you fought that time, right? The last time I went. Yes. Cause you gave me some absolute yes, nature yes, yes, CBD. Yes, yes, yes. yes, I did. <laughs> That's a true story, but I just worked the sponsor's name in again. Oh, I like it. So, um, yeah, so that night I went to uh, Drunky Two Shoes in White Center. Glenn was playing, and then Celia came on. I was like, who the hell are these guys? Drunky Two Shoes is dope, by the way. Yeah, that's fun. So uh, the other night I went to Saturday night. This was their, like, they're going on an indefinite hiatus or something, and I went and saw them again in White Center, this time at Dottie's Double Wide, which is an awesome little venue that my buddy BJ runs. Uh, check out Dottie's du- Double Wide. They got awesome food. The Long Road Burrito, or the Open Road Burrito is unreal. It's got fried chicken in it. All right. Um, and so, Saw Celia, this opening band, Barracks, is like, check out Barracks. They're they're kind of blowing up and super rad. Like, good, like, heavier rock. And then the, the singer is this, like, awesome just like soulful black chick that just like has pipes for days and like everybody's just like what is going on i usually say eat slowly i finished that burrito real fucking fast because i was like i gotta go see what's going on back there this sounds <laughs> awesome um <laughs> i like that yeah it's sort of an exception to the rule um and so then uh rules are made to be broken but uh then sunday was super bowl I uh, went over to my buddy Nate's place up in Mount Lake Terrace, saw a bunch of dudes uh, and girls there. Um, pretty much all of Jericho Hill was there. All right. Awesome band. And yeah, we just kind of hung out. I Once again, capitalizing because everybody, when they drink alcohol, sweets become less appealing. So I had like four cupcakes and like three cinnamon rolls. <laughs> but there wasn't... an. There wasn't enough of each for everybody, but because nobody else was touching them because they're all drinking, I got way, way more than would have been divided up if everybody else wanted some treats. So it's a great Tim, Super you ever Bowl drink? Sunday. Do I drink? Yeah. I drink quite a bit. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> cupcake or beer? What do you, I'm going uh, beer. I like both. I, I'm going to lean towards beer. The problem is, after about 10 beers, it was like, give me 30 cupcakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once you hit that wall. Luckily, they were all pacing themselves. And yeah, I got to go to town on the sweets. So, nice. yeah, a couple That's, fun weekends. Yeah, it was a good Super Bowl. By the way, I love the Super Bowl halftime show. I rarely watch it. I thought it was phenomenal. Shakira and J-Lo were great. But I was blown away with everybody getting all pissy about it. Yeah. What is this, a strip show? Blah, blah, blah. Like, what did I say today? Like, I could hear you clutching your pearls. Like, there's cheerleaders on the field every day. Like, who gives a crap? Yeah, I told you. Well, I saw I tweeted it today. I think I had told you that beforehand. But in high school, I named my right hand Shakira. Yeah. (laughs) Right? 
Ryan Shapiro a lot junior year. <laughs> Your hands don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, once again, our buddy Tim Lewis is fighting for the uh, championship. Uh, bantamweight, February 22nd, down at Emerald Queen Casino. Come on down. Uh, if you're listening to us and you don't live in the Seattle area, well, number one, come visit. Yeah. Number two, come out and watch Tim fight one time. Yeah. Yeah. We have a few, uh, few of these cage sport MMAs coming up. Uh, but either way, happy to see you down there, man. Uh, good luck to you. Uh, for Matt and I, we will be back next week. Uh, just be Matt and I. We're going to be flying solo. Yeah. Could be crazy. But uh, <laughs> this is episode 287. Uh, this is, uh, I forget how I say it, Matt. For, every, for MZTP, for the Ted Cobb, I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>